Hi guys, my name is Kalen. Hey, I'm Delmas. This is Pablo. This is Jabil. This is Kevin. Guys, welcome to the Third World Perspective. We are going to give you a Third World Perspective on all kind of sports. You name them. Beach, NBA, NFL, <laughs> Beach, F1, football. You name them. All kinds of sports. Yes. Thank Arsenal. you. Ciao. Okay, to all our fans out there, we really love you. So please... You, there is a listener support segment. You can support with as little as a dollar. Um, and please share our, our our links for the podcast. Also, if you know anyone who can sponsor us, please, please get in touch with anyone from the third world perspective. Hey guys, welcome back to the Third World Perspective. Welcome back to another episode. Um, we are covering the Euros. Uh, my name is Pablo. I'm joined by Kay, Linus, and Marsh. Hello guys, my name is Kevin from the Maverick Podcast. Uh, hello guys, it's Linus here. Finally, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, it's Mash. Good to be back. Yeah, man. Um, welcome back to another episode. Welcome back to the third world perspective. Um, obviously, the Euros are just done. Linus just confirmed that if you if you perhaps you are living in a rock and you are not clear um, on the Euros, but um, obviously football won last night. Um, Italy won, beating England on penalties after a hard-fought one-one draw. But um, the headline that will that will start with the headline that most most we don't like to discuss on the third world perspective, but is a headline that we have to discuss because um, it's basically an injustice that has to be eradicated all around the world. It's um, headline is racism, man, and. It's um it's not new um it's something that we've discussed on the third world perspective multiple times before um if you're loyal to the third world perspective you probably have heard that um Bukayo Saka missing the final penalty Marcus Rashford and Jadon Sancho um these three players were sub- were subjected to racial abuse um on social media um and o- also in the streets as well but um obviously it has it has it has gotten to a certain point where murals of Marcus Rashford in Manchester have been have been tainted 
um obviously with re- with vile racial abuse um Bukayo Saka has actually received um racist abuse on social media Jadon Sancho as well and considering um Marcus Rashford is actually a, a player that actually raised 200 over 200 million pounds um in meals for, for for school kids last year in the in the UK um Bukayo Saka is a player who has helped his community over and over again Jadon Sancho is actually building football pitches um for his neighborhood um in South London basically um there's there there was a pro after the game but you guys um Linus man what did you think of the racial abuse that these guys received man obviously you're tired of hearing about this but um we have to talk about it man yeah you're right i am tired and that's why i won't you know I won't comment on this. I mean, enough. I've said enough and I'd, you know, kindly just pass this along to the other podcasters. Yeah, man. Obviously, um the the amount of support that has come about. Yeah, you can tell how much how much um uh, how how heavy a topic this is for for us, man, considering that the entirety of the third world perspective is black, man, considering that um we are not from Europe but um still um it's 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 a situation that could have happened to any one of us man. and obviously it's very difficult to speak about it you've spoken about it multiple times it's a topic that we're not comfortable rem- it's it's very heavy to speak on every single on every single episode but there's been a lot of support for these three guys um obviously incredible players as well and immensely young Marcus Rashford is 23 years old Jadon Sancho is actually 21 years old and Bukayo Saka is 19 years old. And so that's how young these 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 guys are and they stepped up with their their country proud and um, they got this vile abuse. There've been a lot of support for them. Jude Bellingham actually tweeted um the only I think the only English player to actually tweet um for, uh, basically supporting uh, Marcus Rashford, Bukayo Saka and Jadon Sancho. But Marshman um Do you understand the 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 amount of racial abuse man that's that's basically in in the UK at the moment and um basically can you just react on this because it's too much man um England has always been a racist country we can't change that uh no 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 matter what you try to do no matter what you try to say no matter what what the actions taken to try and stop racism people will still people will still be racist yeah i really okay uh, men oh, for me as an england for me i was supporting england in this final I, as much as i was really disappointed i don't understand why england fans had to take it out on the penalty misses i don't really understand also for saka who played who has played really incredibly in this tournament mm-hmm you know you know uh, he he's even helped them reach where they are because in the semi finals he gave an assist uh, I, i really don't understand what uh, I, i saw rich james tweeting he said he said we learn more about the society when we lose far more than when we win so you know when when if england had won <laughs> no no one would be saying here or it would be racially abusing these players but now that they lost They are trying to justify the loss by racially abusing these players. Honestly, it's pathetic from the England fans. That's all I can say. Yeah, man. Uh, 
yeah man obviously it's it's very disappointing every every single time that um football doesn't go someone's way um people are just so losers man and that's not sports sportsmanship that's actually poor sportsmanship and um this podcast is actually a podcast for the fans obviously um the fans basically um the listeners the loyal listeners of the third world perspective man over it's 21 countries all across the world at the moment over 1100 plays at the moment we thank we thank you guys for every single play we appreciate it but um i just basically did as some sort of survey a, a short survey this evening asking people what they want us to speak on on, on the third world perspective and we got a question from vini mungai um saying what will it take to end racism um linus i think you can take this one what will it take to end racism and is the effort to curb it by the authorities genuine um do you feel that the uk government is actually doing enough to to deal with this i think it's a it's a problem at the moment um what will it take to end racism are you financially best we need to educate um i say racist or you know such at large large you know help them understand that as much as you may be frustrated with the player you know when when you're abusing a player racially not only target him as you know aware of say jazzy but you know you target him as a man you know a human being you you uh you're going directly for you know his essence which should you know, never should never be the case is the government checking enough doing enough i don't think so i don't think so i don't think so i mean the uk government yes but uh you could also you know <clears throat> where is uefa and all of this where is uh other governing football corporations in all of this and so uh, uh you know you hear banning of funds you hear players uh who have been accused of um, any racial injustice uh being fined and uh being banned against games But I know I believe more can be done more should be done again I won't I won't presume to have answers to those questions but I still I still understand I still and I know I still know enough to understand that what's currently being done is not enough Yeah man obviously this is coming after um the prime minister the UK prime prime minister Boris Johnson um actually went on twitter and supported uh, Marcus Rashford, Jadon Sancho and Bukayo Saka tweeting um he tweeted saying this England team deserved to be lauded as heroes not racially abused on social media they brought joy to this country and to those who have been direct who have been directing racist abuse i say shame on you and i hope you will crawl back under the rock from which you emerged um obviously the that's the the UK um government actually coming out and saying this um they basically the royal family actually um also had a say in this obviously the duke of cambridge um prince william was at, was attending the game at Wembley last night um he tweeted saying i am sickened by the racist abuse that england players are last it is totally unacceptable that players have to endure this abhorrent behavior it must stop now and all those involved should be held accountable man Okay, man, welcome back. Um, what, what do you think of the racial abuse, man, that we actually saw so vividly on social media last night after after the entire um, European final? Um, 
I feel uh, I'm happy about uh, the racist abuse against uh, the three players who were targeted on social media just immediately after the game. It was heartening. Even Hurricane mentioned that um, you're not an England fan if you are sending racist uh, comments towards the uh, the three players. So this is something I was happy about. Uh, I really condemn it. Racism is something all of us together should come together and condemn it. And um, Southgate's message uh, towards the fans also um, ignited the hope back. I, I hope uh, the three players who are affected by this racist episodes might find some peace uh, with the backing of the whole uh, football fraternity. I believe the issue is being investigated by the Metropolitan Police and whoever um, found liable think they'll face a very hefty fine. So that's all I have to say. Yeah, man. I hope they're all incarcerated, man. Uh, obviously, it, that, took, that took away basically the entire point of the tournament. Um, but I'll just mention that Lewis Hamilton, obviously, seventh seven-time F1 champion, world champion, actually um, went on Instagram. Um, we, we have had the, we know the fight that he's doing basically on the racial front, saying that success would feel like a double, but a miss feels like a twofold failure when it's compounded with racist. So basically, as England as a country, um, it's very racist. I know it's it's racism is so blatant, and um, I think there's there's such big what they actually do most of their racial abuse online. It's not like the US where they actually call you the N word to your face, and um, yeah, man. Basically, um, it's it's a disease that I think that the entire country is sick. Um, it's sick. It's actually written of the disease, and um, they, they 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 haven't basically come out and, and and admitted that they have it so it's very difficult to treat it and um um we'll, we'll just we'll just that's enough that will speak of racism i i think this this topic will actually weigh down on the purpose of the podcast um pablo this, just a disclaimer this, yeah go on uh Nesenda has just joined us uh on the third mm-hmm. perspective Nesenda, mm-hmm. welcome yeah thank you very much yeah man so, welcome back i haven't heard you on the pod for a while yeah, he's been yeah. hurting. Me and him, we've been <laughs> going through a heartbreak since yesterday mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Um, so yesterday, we were, just, huh? we were just speaking uh-huh. about England um, and, the, and the racial abuse that um, Saka and Sancho... Mm-hmm. What did you think of that? Yeah, ob- obviously, racism is bad. And, uh... <clears throat> okay. Personally, I blame the, the manager. I mean... Racism is, is, is deep rooted like, in the society, but the manager and Afakujua, you cannot place his or you know the responsibility of, of, of the most important kick for an 18 year old because he's done selecting, he's done doing the order and everything, blah blah blah. So, obviously, we've been seeing this in the Premier League for a long time. Uh, something wrong, a black person like finding anything wrong, uh, it turns out to be like. <clears throat> The discussion is about uh, the color of their skin. So obviously, he, sh- he should have known that uh, if, if anything happened, you even that 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 that's that what the discussion. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I think I think yeah. Bas- yeah, basically, the the, the lot of question on on Southgate's um, basically decision on on who takes actually the penalties. 
but um yeah we'll we'll, ju- we'll just jump straight into the final into the football racism aside i hope i hope they fix that i hope they 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 they, they decide to put a school system situation where they actually educate people on racism and they actually educate people on the history that is actually slavery and colonization we know these guys are colonizers um kenya is actually a country that actually um, passed through their hands but um let's just jump straight to the euro to, to the game obviously the game ended one one after full time no one actually had, a, had, a, had, a, had that prediction on the third world perspective this time around obviously i had italy winning um three one um linus had italy winning four nil yeah mm-hmm. uh and and basically marsh had england winning three two i think k had england winning two one um but basically no none of us actually had a, a correct yeah. prediction hey, you, should, you, should, you, should, you should have had me in the pod maybe <laughs> yeah man um yeah we'll yeah we'll consider <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. yeah obviously next for the next one for the next one obviously but okay. um, your predictions are way off uh okay italy italy are a, are a very defensive team uh, and so are england england have considered uh, i think two goals the entire tournament and uh, Italy, I think one or two also. So it's going to be four nil, three one. Those because I mean, no, uh, <laughs> uh, you you are too off. Yeah, man, valid, valid, valid prediction, man. What what, what was your prediction <laughs> before the game, Nyasendi? Uh, one nil England. But uh, it was off, yeah, but not, um, not, <laughs> not that far off. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think I think it was further off because they actually lost the game. Man. But I think both of us actually predicted Italy would win. So yours is actually no. My so yeah, I think I, th- I think, I think after ninety minutes the game was eh? after ninety minutes. I think. I think I think we can actually move on from the predictions uh, okay. because um, and, and actually discuss the game. The game obviously mm-hmm. ended one-one. Luke Shaw actually scoring within the first two minutes. The first two minutes, I think a minute fifty-seven seconds, which is actually the fastest goal ever scored at the European um, tournament, basically. And um, Italy actually had to wait for the second half to actually score Leonardo Bonucci, a goal that actually um, not, not most of us expected to come from him scoring in the 67th minute um italy actually held on um they they, actually, they dominated i actually played better in the second half than they did in the first half england were all over them in the in the in the first half um but Linus obviously is our tactics analyst man um england reverted to a back three um playing with wing backs actually um kieran trippier coming into the side and obviously lukshaw playing as a wing back and kieran trippier actually assisted that goal for lukshaw man um, as a tactic, man, how good was this um, from Gareth Southgate, and did you expect it from him? Um, well, yes, yes. You know, whenever Southgate has a tough game, a back three is always his, you know, go-to answer. And it was ingenious of, of you know, and uh, rather um, a move of brilliance from him. You saw it in the first 30, 35 minutes where... Those wing backs had a lot of space. Uh, the goal coming from a combination of you know Trippier and Shaw, and so he he really um, uh, what, what did he do? Uh, he really thought this through rather. Uh, so where you could hurt Italy, uh, knowing especially that Spinazzola was out of the side and that Emerson is not uh, a, a, you know a player of the same caliber. 
um and so every time england would pick up the ball centrally uh say ken drops deep picks up the ball you'd always see shaw and trippier in this uh, large amount of space and thus again uh, i'll mention that's how the first goal came about the two wing backs combining but after after a while i think mancini mancini saw the problem and was able you know to mitigate it by having uh kiez and insignia just you know drop a bit back uh try and handle those players and from there uh, i think italy just you know grew into the game yeah man um obviously i'm a tactic that worked really well um and actually italy forced the equalizer marsh man um do, basically how much credit should italy actually get from from how they performed in this game considering that they didn't have home advantage considering that um they were actually on the back foot from the from the start of the game the goal in the in the second in the, in the first um how big how how big of a credit do italy actually deserve man to actually get a result away from home in such a very um hostile environment how much credit do italy deserve um like the way lena said they found a way to counter the formation that southgate started uh they deserve much credit because when you see when in the second half England England got lost in the game I really don't know why the the momentum the momentum we saw in the first half was not what they brought in the second half so big up big, big up to Italy man they deserve so much credit yeah man um yeah Italy Italy played really well um obviously Federico Chiesa and um Insigne um pulling their weight on the defensive um end but um there's been a lot of talks obviously after 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 the penalties went down and um we we actually got this question from someone who is a host on the third world perspective Dalmas Amalemba Dalmas obviously um if you if you're a regular on the third world perspective you've actually had him on the football podcast as well as the NBA podcast um obviously um Rashford, Sancho and Saka took the last penalties. Rashford is 23, Sancho is 21, Saka is 19 and Saka actually took the last penalty that um could have actually kept England in the game. Um he like Dalmas had this question um and I I actually want um Nyasende to answer this one. Is it fair do you think is it fair for people to actually blame older players um for letting um a teenager take a spot kick for example <coughs> Jack Foolish and um Jordan Henderson were actually names that were brought up um in this one do you think it's actually fair that um these older players were blamed okay uh, take... personally oh, okay <clears throat> um personally um yesterday I was uh, I was very angry and I blamed uh, the the older players <clears throat> but I woke up this morning to a tweet by Grealish I don't know if you saw it um <clears throat> He said that uh, he he volunteered to take uh, a penalty, but the coach decided uh, to, to give it. Like the coach decided the order, and people were going to take it. And also in the in the press conference after the game, um, the coach said that uh, he he gave he decided people were going to take the penalties and uh, and the order in which they're going to take the penalties. So I think it's okay. It's maybe unfair for us to to. to uh, what am i saying to um, 
to blame them when we, we don't know we don't know we don't know what happened you know everything based on the information that we have um i don't think i don't think we can we have the right to blame them maybe i think it's all on the manager yeah man obviously um i got a comment from emmanuel sirengo emmanuel sirengo obviously um a, a, an alumni from kibabi high school a player uh, someone not a player actually but um he wanted to play football at some point so he, he might be called a former player but someone that I, i went to high school with um actually um sending me a text saying trash we say and it was southgate nearly fuck up england um okay do you think do you think southgate is, should actually be the one to blame man because uh, it seems from the off that his tactics were correct um that tweet that nyasendi actually just referred to jack grillish said that um the manager actually got um the tactics right um once once more in that final okay man do you believe that southgate actually um, messed up when it came to the tactics or um do you think that um yeah his tactics were on point and it didn't just work out man i wish i would report southgate's stomach with my own hands man honestly uh you know the, the england boss and and for something bad news that is that the england boss hopes to lead the team at the world cup in 2022 because he still has a is a, i believe his contract ends at the end of 2022 and we could have mm-hmm. a, a christmas uh, world cup so um according to the tactics that came in i just saw him when is when i saw rashford and sancho being replaced that's when i knew the bun is out of the oven then i knew we're going to lose this game and i just stopped watching because uh, after and something else that we need to point out after look sure had scored his first goal i believe england had a resigned attitude that they already won the game so and this is tactics putting sancho and rashford to for the penalties he knew what was coming if this young lads lose a penalty obviously the whole world will going to look at them racially abuse them and look at them as so young So I think uh, it could just have left Henderson among the line and Jack Grealish very very good people but I wasn't impressed by his uh by his management honestly on the final yeah yeah man um obviously Harry Kane and Harry Maguire the only the two Harrys in the side the only two players to actually put their penalties away for England but um another player that actually shined when it came to penalties was Jordan Pickford Jordan Pickford obviously um not expected to be the number one goalkeeper for England in this tournament obviously expected to be at least number 3 after Nick Pope and and Dean Henderson but we know what happens to what happened to those two goalkeepers Burnley and Manchester United goalkeepers they um they just fell short due to injuries but Pickford actually stepped up when it came to the penalties and saved two penalties um Linus man how good was Pickford man and how much credit should he be given man considering no one actually expected him to to not only play this well but to actually win the golden glove as well yeah Pickford has had a good game um a good tournament rather uh well i believe southgate likes him cuz he's a better distributor of the ball than you know his other options and so <clears throat> i believe in this tournament you haven't seen a lot of errors from pickford which you normally associate him when he plays for his Everton side he was really good for the penalties i mean saving a penalty from jorginho is you know as you, as unai simon can attest 
yeah. he's not being fit so <laughs> he was really good uh i mean but you know then again you 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 you, you wonder you know is was because England didn't really consider a lot of chances didn't really consider a lot of, a lot of goals you really didn't see him make uh you know those sort of saves that you probably uh, you've seen uh, maybe Ian Sommer make through the tournament and so there's an argument that maybe because of the of the players in front of him uh they made him look good than he really was and had he been put to or rather had he a first side that would have tested him more uh maybe you could have seen his true uh a true performance from him but either way not to take away anything from the guy uh his golden glove i think was i want to say well deserved england have been solid throughout the tournament uh to add something about southgate and his his tactics and his antics um i did say yeah i mean southgate did did get the you know the wing back system correctly but i felt as if after you go after you go in front in a final you know at this in the second minute and you clearly see at that point italy was shaken italy uh, didn't look like themselves i believe he should have instructed his players to go for it to go for that second goal for that third goal i mean and as much as they did uh, impose themselves on the game it was more of a, a, a result of italy not really being up to speed and failure to capitalize on that uh lax nature from italy clearly did you know because when italy now got the grip on the game and decided to take the game to england england were able to get out and you know you felt as well, italy could have uh, probably repelled an england an english attack if moments away from pressure and eventually a goal came uh then you know it was really surprising to see him bring on Rashford and Jadon Sancho for you know probably the the last kick of the game I'm not mm. that really played the ball other than the penalty kicks which was really mm. no problem I'm, I'm no ex- I've never played professional football but I'd, I'd like to think you know, before a penalty before before you're told up you know to, to step up to that 12 yard space you really want to be at least have you know at least stretch your legs but That's i don't think that was um um wise of southgate also you know i, I did i did i did mention that when i believe the spain italian game where enrique took off pedri you know to spare pedri that was classic i think southgate um having saka step up knowing this was the deciding penalty was a bit uh, lacking in foresight because you know <laughs> you know Southgate should have Southgate did see uh, he did uh, he you know he has a history he he's uh, at some you know he knows how that can the player years on end and so really baffling to see him you know let a 19 year old take that penalty yeah man um obviously um that question um yes yeah Linus actually just tearing apart um Gareth Southgate right there, <laughs> right there man um I, 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 um, I I'm not sure um, which penalty um he actually missed um uh, but obviously Linus not holding back when it comes to Gareth Southgate 
and um i think i think the penalty that he missed was um at euro 96 um basically i think i think i think i think 25 years ago that's the penalty that he missed for england um but basically um i, th- I think he had a lot to prove but the jordan pickford question um actually came from oliwa Linus, do you, I, I, do you, I believe you know Liwa, man. No, uh, yeah, yeah, no Liwa, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the question actually came from yeah, no Liwa, uh, from the University of Kenya. Um, but we got another question from Stano as well. Um, Stano actually asking asking this question, came and I'd like you to answer this one. Why England? Why should England wait? Um, basically, how long should England wait um, to be in, to be in a major final again? Man, do you think 60 years is sufficient enough for them to actually wait to be in a to be in a major final again? Considering how um, shambles their fan were um, last night, considering um, the amount of racial abuse, considering the basically the amount of arrogance that they have shown to world, man, how long should they wait um, to play in a major final again? Because I, I have 200 years, man. Oh, how many years do you have? <laughs> uh, I say, <laughs> I say, just let's give them time. I can't, you know, when it comes to emotions and football, you can't actually put a figure on on it. It can even be a month. They can even heal after 20 years, 60 years. But what I know, England is a young squad, uh, full of role models that will only get better with time. Um, And I believe they gave something to rally around. I mean, we've been having a long corona season and I think England fans had something to rally around after a long hard year because we believe England was hard hit with corona. So, um, for a game so distant from its fans, there's been a real reconnection at least. Now we're able to see how the England squad is all about. Like we're literally inside the England squad. Uh, we believe... Uh, they'll strategize mm-hmm. and uh, with, the, with the young squad they'll still be fit even for the next even World Cup, even for 2026 World Cup. So it's a promising team. It's not uh, the light is not down yet. Uh, let's wish them well and those who are players who are affected I believe they'll just blend in with the rest of the players and the supportive messages I hope. Yeah man obviously um the english fans man are a shambles are a shambles k is an england fan man k is not actually going to tear um england apart man he hopes i hope i, I think k hopes that they can actually get to the final in qatar um there's rumors that the 2026 final the 2026 world cup finals will actually be played i think perhaps in the us or something us mexico or canada or somewhere um We'll see. We'll, we'll see how that happens. But um, the England fans, for me, have been have been very arrogant. Um, obviously, the it's coming home. It's, it was actually cool and nice back in 2018 when they when they were doing it, and obviously they were doing that while in Russia, and they didn't expect England to actually get to the semis, and they did that. It was it was nice to see, and actually, as someone that is not english I, i actually liked seeing that but this time around it actually felt um a little bit different they had the arrogance they had i don't think there's actually many countries many people in the world that actually wanted england to win this one but um they, they also also their, their fans have been known to beat up um oppositions um, 
some Danish fans were actually beaten. Um, so a dad actually was actually punched in the stomach, and um, the, the, his son actually forced to run away, but um, chased by by English fans, mad. And um, we, we we saw that picture of um that German girl actually crying at Wembley after basically England fans were actually tearing up the the German team. Um. Basically, it's di- it's difficult, man. It's difficult to actually root for England at the moment. Um, we know some fans actually forced their way into the, sta- into the stadium they, without ticket, um, without tickets, and um, it was very difficult for the stewards actually to get fans with tickets, seats with inside the stadium. So, I, I, for me, I, I don't, I, I, I the, the the English culture it seems at the moment is. Not that is very appealing it's not something that i want to look at i don't want these guys to get to another final ever again um not in my lifetime at, at least man um because I, I can't see them changing i think this generation is is um a spoiled generation and i think it's going to be very difficult to educate them but um I'll england man that was a huge monologue but um i, look, I have you, a question uh, you, yeah go on to say something i mean as much as you'd like to, you know, rip into the English fans, I think the squad, the England squad, uh, are, are, you know, a decent bunch of people. I mean, not only are they good players on the pitch, but they're also good people. And so, uh, as you've mentioned, uh, most of them do tend to be involved in uh, movements of activism, uh, which is not which is not something you tend to associate with, you know, uh, a celebrity or someone in the limelight and to see them to see them embrace uh this um spotlight and not only embrace it but use it to voice what it is they feel and use it to impact and uh vouch for change i believe it's admirable it's admirable and uh you know though they lost i think as much as you wanted to lose as you wanted them to lose because of the fans i believe they're they should have, you know, they really deserved to win. I mean, if this was a movie, they'd be the guys you'd root for. Cause, but, you know, at the end of the day, things didn't work out for them. And, you know, as much as as much as much their fans, you could say a lot of their fans, I believe whatever they represent does not correlate with the negative aspects of their fans. And that's, yeah, really yeah, nice. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically, I have no beef with the England players. These England players actually play for Man United. Um, four England, four players now: um, Sancho, Shaw, Rashford, and Maguire. And um, basically, I have no beef with England players. I love, I love Harry Kane. He's a very good player. He's a player that I actually admire. And the only problem with me is the, their fans, their the society that they actually play their, their football in. I think I think that arrogance is actually toxic and poisonous, and I think it's one of the reasons why um, these guys did not actually get to a major final um, for close to 60 years, 59 years now. I think since 19, 1966. Um, yeah, basically my math is bad, but it has been a long time since these guys actually got to a major final. Um, but it's 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 very it's it's very difficult to root for England at the moment, considering um the fan base that they have. I'm hundred I'm hundred percent sure if I was somewhere in in London at the moment or or Liverpool or or somewhere else, I would have actually gotten punched um for for saying this. But basically, it's difficult to root for England at the moment. Um, I hope I hope they don't get to a final. I'm I'm actually okay with saying that, man. Um, 
but um we'll just move on quickly um to who you guys think has been the breakout star in terms of player um who do you think has been the breakout star of the tournament there have been multiple names obviously pedri is a name that has actually been thrown out there mikel damsgaard is a name that has actually been thrown out there um federico chiesa a name also um people might have pickford um as a breakout star in this tournament but i'll start with marsh man who has been a breakout star of the tournament please don't say joke Please don't say I was, I was to say Joginho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you uh, lose my mind, man. Joginho for Valendiar. Literally just got the word out of my mouth. okay, basically, basically for me, um I will say uh Pedri, Pedri has really impressed me in this tournament. Uh, I he is really I did not expect him to perform that well honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, also Joginho uh, no you know, <laughs> doesn't doesn't he, he does not do these things in Chelsea. I was you know I was when I was watching the Italy game I was wondering uh, these really Chelsea players Joginho and Emerson uh, do, do they really play for Chelsea because I don't see them playing like this for us. But when it comes to Italy, man, they they give it their all. So basically, I will say Pedri and Jorginho for me. Yeah, man. Um, okay, man. Always a breakout star of the tournament. Who actually impressed you the most? Someone that you didn't expect going into the tournament. Uh, obviously Harry. And um... Harry, Harry, Harry Maguire. No, no, no. no. Hey. <laughs> Hurricane <laughs> yeah. and um, um, this guy for Italy, his name is uh, no, and Holbach, the, the guy for Denmark, Hobbit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, man. Casper uh, Dolberg, I think. I think. I think who, who came actually means um, there. Linus, man, who, who who has been your breakout star of, of of the tournament? And there's actually a name that if you don't mention, I'll actually. Um, I'll, 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 I think I'll be surprised if you don't mention um, this one. But go ahead. Uh, I mean, I wanna say Pedri, but I, I I knew of Pedri before. I knew what he has to offer. What really uh, surprised me was. His level of maturity at such an age, at such a stage, his composure. Uh, so, uh, Pedri wasn't, say, a breakout star. I mean, of course, my, my pick has to be Mikael Damsgaard because I literally knew nothing about the kid. I mean, when, when I saw when I saw uh, Helmut put him in the squad, I was surprised because I thought probably he'd go for one of the scores, either Robert Cover or Andreas Cobb. But, yeah. Nickel Damsgaard playing for Sampdoria. I mean, I, l- I remember once I saw him, I had to go look him up on Football Manager just to see the player he is. And uh, yeah, he's my breakout star. He's the player who uh, took me by surprise this tournament. Yeah, man. Obviously, the two players that I actually th- th- thought that you'd mention, well, I thought you'd mention Mikel Damsgaard, obviously. Um, the breakout star man. He was born on the third of July two thousand. He has actually just turned twenty-one. Um, four days, right? Yeah, I think perhaps a few days ago, man. Um, yeah. slightly over a week ago. Yeah, it's close to two weeks. Um, and another one is obviously 
Madoku, obviously the winger playing um for Belgium. Um it, obviously he didn't score, but he actually he actually played um the the Italy game and he was he was he was actually he actually played really well. His name is Jeremy Doku. He's just 19 years old. He plays for Antwerp. Um he plays for Anderlecht. Um he was actually born in Antwerp, Belgium. He plays for Anderlecht. Yes, that's a talent. I think I think teams like Monaco will actually come out and look for Jeremy Doku. But for me um the the breakout players um the breakout stars for me um, I have two stars um I think one is um Italy's goalkeeper Donnarumma obviously he was a wonder kid um basically um when when he was he was starting out obviously he has, he has mad he has been so good for so long um it's even crazy to think that he's still I think 23 22 years old um he's that young obviously he's on a free transfer there's rumors that he's going to Paris um i think he has been he has been my breakout star of the tournament and also another one that has been a breakout star of the tournament for me is kieza obviously he has he is a player that we know from juventus plays with ronaldo every single weekend and is we, we, we no one actually had the opportunity to see how kieza how good kieza is until this euros tournament so At, up to this moment everyone in the world actually knows the, how good Federico Chiesa is and i think those two um those two italians are i think my breakout stars of the of the tournament and um yeah basically we we got another question um from i forget who it was that actually sent us this one but someone actually wants to know um we'll start with k on this one who has been your overachiever and who has been your underachiever in this tournament in terms of teams or players or coaches or um who has been your overachiever who has been your under um my overachiever team has been denmark mm-hmm. uh despite losing their most uh star player they still managed to reach the semifinals yeah valid yeah and um the most uh, over the, the underachievers I'll say uh, it's France because look <laughs> at them <laughs> world number I think they're world number two um reaching yeah world number two day, yeah. having have that kind of squad and losing it all to a team like Switzerland uh, it was a bit devastating to mm-hmm. to f- football history and um I guess my yeah. my my i think my overachiever player will be hurricane because he, being a top scorer in the world cup he still maintains his class and perma yeah 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 kevin will actually root out for hurricane any day every day you'd think he's a spurs supporter um linus is actually a spurs supporter so i'm actually curious to hear what linus says um we'll come to marsh after linus who has been your overachiever who has been your underachiever in this tournament well uh, basically well oh okay fine marsh go ahead uh basically i would agree with k my overachiever has been uh, denmark i didn't expect them to reach this far and achievers france man <laughs> i was rooting for france <laughs> before before they were knocked out <laughs> they really disappointed me <laughs> i was rooting for them to reach the finals again but <laughs> okay by overachiever player has been um i would say kiesa of italy 
uh, and and mm-hmm. a player um uh, basically uh, and achieve a player and achieve a player will say uh, do you need a Kylian Mbappe <laughs> yeah Kylian Mbappe <laughs> is my achieve a player yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes that's it go on liners uh, for okay. me my achievers have to be England uh, no one no one had England playing in a final So I mean yeah it may sound harsh but it's I mean to I mean English fans didn't expect to you know to find themselves in a final so that they are overachievers and the achievers has to be Belgium uh going out at the quarters uh which was you know disappointing for me as a supporter of theirs uh player was an, an overachiever I think it's Pedri I mean as much as I knew how good of a player he could be i didn't know how good he was at the moment and that really you know really impressed me um and achiever will also have to be uh, Kylian Mbappe because he really didn't do much for his side you know and inevitably they went crashing out after at the round of 16 so yeah. yeah for me i think i think my Uh, my my overachievers in this tournament and um, these are teams that I actually didn't expect to actually get to where they got i think Czech republic um, obviously they crashed out to denmark in the quarterfinals I, no one expected the Czech to actually get to the quarterfinals i think they have been overachievers in this tournament switzerland as well obviously beating um kays and marshes and achievers um the world cup champions france um Switzerland as well those guys have been overachievers no one expected actually Switzerland to get out of group A and they did so and actually they, they got and beat the world champions i think those are my two countries overachievers i think another of my overachiever um basically a player is Patrick Schick um Schick actually ended the tournament with five goals man obviously joint in terms of goal scoring with Ronaldo but Ronaldo got the golden boot but basically Patrick Schick has been a giver for me as a player um and a giver for me Kylian Mbappe um cannot be under, under understated man how, how can you have a, an 89 rating on 21 and not score a single goal in the European tournament that's shambles Um Kylian Mbappe obviously an, an underachiever and obviously people will, yeah. people will slaughter him yeah people will slaughter him a lot and, um, and the, I think the problem with Mbappe is he sees himself as a as a as a star he sees himself as I don't know as a god or something he has Mbappe himself yeah yeah man another and a country of, that has been an underachiever for me was the Netherlands and um, the Netherlands obviously won group C very convincingly they crashed out in the round of 16 man they didn't even get to the quarter finals that's how underachieving the Netherlands have been for me i think the Netherlands and Scotland Scotland obviously a side that i liked a lot um obviously um they, they were in a tough group against England Croatia and the Czech Republic obviously the Czech Republic being overachievers but expected Scotland to at least fight and try to nick um third position and try to get out of the group i think Scotland for me and the Netherlands have been underachievers um but we'll just quickly wrap that up um well we got a question from Ketia i think K and Marsh known Ketia Rainy Lugonzo from Ikonyeroka Kamega um he actually um sent me a text 
asking um basically issue ya kupea ronaldo top scorer peke yake um what do you guys think that ronaldo actually got the top scorer uh, by himself obviously he had five goals as well as patrick schick but he actually aged out patrick schick since he had a one assist obviously the assist to jota um in that game against germany match and uh, do, you, do you do you understand um the reason why ronaldo is getting the top scorer do you like Yeah, I think I think we, we may have lost Marsh. So we'll we'll jump quickly to Kayman. Do, do you understand that decision to give Ronaldo the top scorer um the golden boot? Of course Ronaldo is the favorite. Uh even though you know, even though he, even though he's been he's been at right times at the top of it uh, of, of his career. Uh even though he's been a bit down on Juventus but Ronaldo is just Ronaldo uh having been a former winner of the tournament itself so I believe the name Ronaldo just had to come up up here and be the golden boot so <laughs> congrats <laughs> to him man <laughs> Yeah man um yeah I hope I hope I hope Nketi is satisfied with that answer um, wherever wherever he is obviously I think he's Mombasa. Um Linus, do you have anything to chime in because I know you are a, you're a, you're a Messi supporter. Um, do you have anything to chime in on Ronaldo winning the golden boot for the Euros? I uh, know I mean it was fair. Yeah, uh, you know when you can't split that much. Uh just goals. You look at the assists, when you can't look at the assists, you look at the minutes played. So it's all in the room. So it's not like they went uh, they went out of their way to give Ronaldo the award. Yeah, I mean it's it's a, it's a, it's fair and you know congrats to him you know uh, still being able to put such numbers at such an age. Yeah man congratulations to the greatest player of all time 36 years <laughs> old now. That's not what um, I said but, but... but... <laughs> <laughs> you had to say that you had to say that. I, I didn't say that those are just my words yeah. <laughs> yeah say, yo, you know this Pablo guy has been obsessed with the uh, with the Ronaldo my guy. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo is is such a good player. Obviously, um, his greatness cannot be um basically understated, um, should not be diminished. But um, obviously, I think I think we have lost much for the moment. But um, we'll actually try to see if he can rejoin us. But obviously, um, we have we will try to create a team of the tournament. Um, I think all three of us will try to create one team of the tournament. And um basically this is the third world's team of the tournament. This is not um K's Linus's Marshall's team of the tournament. This is the third world perspective's team of the team tournament. Of the um basically which formation do you guys agree we should go on? K, which formation should we use? 433? Yeah, 433. That's uh winger number 9 blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um yeah, who has been our standout goalkeeper, man? one goalkeeper that has been the standout yeah i said donaruma donaruma linus i just agree donaruma i mean yeah man basically basically i w- i would have jumped on you guys if literally anyone said anyone except donaruma 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 and i think sub should be um soma yan soma um switzerland goalkeeper 
um a right back who has been the standout right back in this tournament Linus we'll start with you mm, I want to say Sofal like Mia Sofal for the Republic I mean yeah he I think he had two assists if I'm not wrong mm-hmm. or, yeah uh, yeah two yeah he was he was quite instrumental with on you know, how they play uh you know he did the same things he does at 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 west ham you know he's good going forward he's also good going back he's also good at the back so yeah for me it this lagna sufal yeah obviously lenas loves sufal obviously if you if if you are in the same um fantasy league with lenas he always has sufal in his fantasy um kay man do you have a better right back I don't think they have a better right back. I think I'll agree with you guys. Um for me I actually disagree with Linus. I think I disagree with both of you. Um I think Walker has been the better right back in this tournament. I think um he has played all games that England have played in. Um obviously Walker just considered the one goal in the final against Italy. I think I think he has he, he, he's a player that is prone to mistakes. I think he played really well in this tournament and I think he's a player that most people will not mention but I think he deserves a lot of credit. He has been the best right back in this tournament. Well, uh has he? I mean he's mostly played as a center back, so he, he has actually played as a center back twice and he has played he has played as a as a right back um five times. So I think he counts as a right back. Okay, so should we vote <laughs> who makes yeah, it in the You're voted. I mean you already got voted, so <laughs> Yeah, okay man, who do you who, who who should who should we go for? Uh to the midfielder. Right back. Right Walker back. or Tufal? Um I said earlier uh <laughs> I'm agreeing with him but I think Walker has also been exceptional for England. So I'll go with Walker. Hey. Yeah man, obviously Walker Walker is a right back man. Center back man, center back pairing. Um, I, I think I think I actually gave it away when I said center back pairing. But who should we, who should we, who should be our center back? Center backs of the tournament. Linus. Now for me, it has to be Kielini and uh, I, I can't th- I can't pick this between uh, Simon Kerr and Christensen. So okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll say Kerr. I'll say Simon Kerr. Kielini and Kerr should be my will be my two center backs for the tournament. Yeah, I think yeah, you know Kia actually played in a back three. Um yeah, but yeah, we'll vote we'll okay, vote so on if, if 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 you know if it has to be a pairing then Kelini Maguire. Maguire has been really good. I mean I didn't expect this from him. So yeah, okay. Yeah, Kelini Maguire, man. Obviously both both are left center backs, but uh, Maguire can actually play right center back. That's okay. Kelini Maguire from Linus. Um K okay, man who's your, who are your center backs? Uh Jones and uh, Bonucci. Yeah man I think for me I think I have I have Kelini Bonucci man I I I can't take England players on this and I have Kelini Bonucci man I think it will it will be an embarrassment to have an Italian goalkeeper and and with not have two Italian center backs. 
Um, so can we can we vote, man? Should Kelini stay as left center? Yeah, Kelini has been has, has been phenomenal. I mean, as captain. I mean, he'd also be the captain of this. He'd also be my captain in this in this you know in this best eleven. So yeah, I vote for Kelini to stay. Yeah, Kay, how about you? I, I think I think I think we already won. So that's two. Yeah, Kay, I, I I think we already won. So Kay, you can vote also, but we already won as well. We already won. If we won, there's no need of voting. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's already two. So you your vote cannot uh, like get past two because it's just the one person. So um, it's Kelini is our left center back. How about right center back? I have Bonucci, Linus has um, who do you have, Linus? Maguire. Maguire. Uh, yeah, K has um Bonucci. Stones. Are you changing to stones? But I'd mentioned Stones and, and Bonucci. Yeah, I, I have Bonucci as well. So I think me and you actually win on this one. Amo? Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, go on. I think I'll go with the, the right center part. Yeah, right center back. Who? Telini. Yeah, Kelini is our is our left center back. I think I, let, let me just write down Bonucci because um, I think we're good on Bonucci. Yeah, it seems it seems like Linus is actually not getting his players on 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 here. Um, with our left back, with our standout left back, Marsh, who has been our standout left back in this tournament? Standard left back. Yeah. Um. Uh, well. I would say uh, Emerson. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, this is this is just to let you guys know how how, how biased Marsh is. Marsh is Emerson has only played two games in the entire tournament. And Marsh is saying he has been the standout left back. Yeah, that's shambles, man. When yeah, I, I think we'll all disagree that Basically, not Emerson. Linus, who has been your last standout left back? Look, sure. Anything else will be. A... Else, look, sure has been a standout setup, a left back. You know, if you disagree, you are wrong. I'll, I'll let you know this now. <laughs> yeah, okay. How about you? I disagree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kevin. Okay. Hello. Yeah, come again. Come again. Who is the standout left back? Who has been the standout left back in this tournament? Between who and who? You have choices. Yeah, I think between Shaw and Emerson. I show. Hey, you man. Show man. Hey. He ended up yes. scoring the finals, but. Yeah, so um, what were you disagreeing with in the first place? Because you, you just said that you disagree. I think I didn't hear what the, the argument was all about. Yeah, man. I, I also agree. Shaw has been the standout left back. He's a player that I don't like, actually. Um, I obviously have seen him play multiple, multiple times for United. He, he's improving a lot, which um, as a United fan, I'm glad. But I don't think he's, um, he's 
that elite at left back. I think the amount of hype is not as equal as to how good he is. But he's a player that I like, um, obviously slightly above average at the moment. Um, okay, wait, uh, wait, you know, wait, in in defense of Shaw, because now you've you know since you as a monumented fan will not support him, I want to say if you can remember when Shaw was at Southampton, we mm-hmm. all knew you know he was he was this starlet, this wonder kid, you know the next yeah. best thing. Uh, but then a lot a lot you know he had that horrific injury which almost cost him a leg, and it's mm-hmm. you know it's one of those injuries where either halts a player's career or. Once a player recovers from it, he's never the same player. You know, uh, you know, case of uh, a good case would be Michael Owen. But I'm, um, you know, I'm glad to see that Shaw is putting that all behind him and is starting, you know, to look like the player we, we know, we expected him to be four, or five years ago. Uh, which, yeah, <clears throat> when he, if 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 he do, if he, if he does uh, reach his potential, then he could actually be one of the best left backs. In this modern game, yeah, man, yeah, that's a big ask. Um, but <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Man. I can't say sure it'll be all that, uh, but we'll see. Um, midfield, yeah, man, um, yeah, very, very quickly, man, Marsh, man, who your best midfield, the best midfield, um, for this tournament, my best midfield for this tournament, yeah, um, is 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 a midfielder or a winger? A winger. Kisa is a winger. Yeah. Oh, then come back to me. <laughs> let let me let me think yeah. about it. Pardon you. Yeah. Yeah, we'll okay. we'll uh, go back on your midfield. Okay. Okay. Can can I say mine before he thinks? <laughs> I've found my. Yeah. yeah go on. Calv- I think Calvin Phillips has really impressed me. Uh-huh. I think uh, Marshall and they were playing up for 3-3, three, three, so... Marsh. Yeah? We are playing up for 3-3. Three, three. Our formation is a 4-3-3, three, three, so... Oh, 4 three, three. a holding and two up top. Is that is that, oh. is that so? Yeah. Okay, 4-3-3. Three, three. Um, okay. Calvin Phillips, there is a uh, this 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 Portugal guy <laughs> Sanchez Renato. Yeah, Renato Sanchez, Renato Sanchez, and and probably okay. You you guys will say I'm biased, but ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, don't I will the game, bro. Don't <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Definitely, I was going to say <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Joginho did to you, man. Whatever Joginho gave you, bro, you should spit it out. Linus, man. What's your midfield? Uh so in the holding position, we have uh, Denmark's Pierre Emil Hoiberg, um, mm-hmm. and then up top, Pedri and Pogba. Ish. Yeah, that's that's a star-studded um, midfield, except Hoiberg. Um, Kay, how about you? We have Pogba. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Barella. Mm-hmm. And uh, Declan Rice. 
yeah man yeah yeah that's also a very a very nice midfield man especially um barella and pogba also rice as well man um for me i have obviously i have calvin phillips um calvin phillips has been actually the most consistent player in this tournament if we had yeah. a, a, a reward um, or, a, or a title or something else a trophy was the most consistent and say calvin phillips has been incredible calvin phillips i have him i have paul pogba um, I can't believe he plays um, this well for France and he does not play the same way for Man United. Uh, but I have Calvin Phillips, Paul Pogba. And um, the other one is a tough one because I, at some point I actually thought I'd give it to Modric, but he didn't. He wasn't at the levels that we'd seen him before. Um, but I think I'm, I'm, going, I'm, going, I'm going to go with a controversial one here. And... I can actually say that Suchek has been that good um, for basically the Czech man. Um, I, I, it's a pick that you guys didn't expect. It's a pick that Linus might love, but um, I'll, I'll say I'll say Suchek, um, Calvin Phillips, and um, Suchek obviously playing as a box box. Yeah, but and Pogba as a ten. So, but I'd, I'd go I'd go for that midfield. So to to settle it, can we agree that I think he has left us? Can we agree that? Um, Pogba is, is in this midfield. Yeah, he has to be. I mean, it's a shame none of you picked Pedri, but you know. Oh, you know, you know, you know. I, I thought I thought Pedri played played as a as as a, as a wing, more more of a winger than midfield. No, yeah, Pedri as a ten. Also, okay. oh, I will replace I will replace him with Jorginho then. Yeah, okay. Um so it's Pogba, Calvin Phillips and and Pedri. Yeah. Yeah, um yeah, I have someone who is actually shouting for Kante. Kamau is actually shouting. <laughs> I, I I can't understand his sentiments. Well, okay, Kante is the best midfielder in the world right now. You can't we cannot disagree on that. <laughs> but, you've already, uh, but you've already the... proven yourself as a biased Chelsea fan, so no, yeah, no opinion. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, this, this, not, this is not coming from biasness, <laughs> but from <laughs> but from his performance recently in recent in recent games. But uh, in this tournament, I would say, well, France let really really let him down. In this tournament, he he he, he did not bring his A game. I will say that. Yeah, man. Actually, just you guys know, Kamau is actually threatening me. Um, he's saying that you should not leave Ngolo Kante out, and that uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually receiving threats on the third world perspective. So just so you guys know, um, let's go quickly to the left winger. Um, who is who has been the best left winger in this in this tournament? I I know who I have, but I want to hear you guys you guys first, Linus. Raheem Sterling. Ah, uh, yeah, man. Raheem Sterling. Uh, Marsh. I will go with the same Raheem Sterling. Come on, am, am I the only one who had Kiesa plays on the on the right mostly? Yeah, Kiesa plays on the right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess, but like in the in the final he played on the left, but yeah, it's okay. We can actually put Kiesa as a right winger. Yeah, but um, you know, you know, you, you will just ask us our best front three, left wing, right wing, because <laughs> categorizing yeah, them. Okay, yeah, my best front three is Kiesa, Sterling, and uh, and Hurricane. Yeah, Kiesa, Sterling, Hurricane, Linus. Yeah. Uh, mine is 
Stalin, Forsberg, and Patrick Schick. <laughs> yeah, I think I think for me, me uh, it to be a four-three-three where I have players at one number ten. So it's a uh, like a it's like a four-one-two-one-two, but it's for yeah. Basically, it's going to be a, a, someone playing behind the strikers and two strikers. I'd put Patrick Schick and Adrian as my strikers, and I'd actually put um, Chiesa um, playing behind them. Um, so how do we determine this, man? Can we can we just have Chiesa playing on the right wing? Okay, fine. I'll, I'll you know I'll concede that first back pick. Yeah, Chiesa Chiesa has been good. I mean, he's yeah, man. He, you know. He, he's not the most graceful player, but whenever he's moving, he's like a tanker sometimes, you know, you, you know what she wants to do, but actually he just can't and you let him, you know, go on, go on his way. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Keza is, is a fair pick. Yeah, man. So um, on our striking position, we're actually torn between Cristiano Ronaldo, Harry Kane and Patrick Schick. Who is our no. striker? We, we are not. We are. We are. We are. We are definitely not stone on Cristiano Ronaldo because you <laughs> yeah, know no, you are. Uh, yeah, no one said that. You. You. It's just you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You're stone>. Yeah. <laughs> man. Yeah. You Messi fans, man. Messi fans are the worst man in the world. Ronaldo, <laughs> in the Europe, in, the, in in this tournament, man, and he's not being considered as the best as the best striker in this what, tournament. What, what? What has he won in this season? <laughs> Which trophy does he have? <laughs> um, yeah, basically, yeah, he didn't win a trophy, but basically, that does not mean that no, he has no, not. You need, need to put a full stop. You need to full stop. No, you need to put no. a full stop after trophy. <laughs> no, do you, um, do you want do you want to say that someone like can go on? So, um, I, I almost I almost got in another argument, but let's just move on. Okay, I will um, say it again between the three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like us. I still keep it Patrick Schick. I mean, after the goal he scored against Scotland, there's no way he's, you know, not been a part of this team. I mean, on the on the basis of that goal alone, he should be he should make the team. Yeah, I'm 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 actually um torn between because I, I think I can concede Ronaldo because um it, it, Ronaldo is so great he doesn't need to actually make a stupid double perspective um team of the tournament. <laughs> um I'm actually torn between Harry Kane and Patrick Schick. Um, one is a is a is a tournament. Um, is a, a, a prolific scorer. Um, won the Golden Boot for in the Premier League actually three times now. Um, yeah, and Patrick Schick, a player that we didn't actually expect, man, scoring five goals, staying with Cristiano. Uh, yeah, this is this this is difficult, man. Um, can we just toss a coin, man? <laughs> Yeah, you can actually toss a coin. I think that's better. Um, Linus, who do you have heads or tails? Tails. Yeah, Marsh, how about you? Heads. Heads. Yeah. yeah let's see. Yeah, it's tails, man. Hmm. Yeah, let, let me try again. Let me try again. Ah, no, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no you, you, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's always decided. Peter decided that Patrick Sheik deserves to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's tail. So it's it's chic as a striker, and um, left wing is Sterling. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. So our four-three-three team of the tournament actually shapes shapes up into Donnarumma as our goalkeeper, Walker at right back, Kelini and Bonucci at centre back, Luxo at left back, Calvin Phillips at CDM, Pogba and Pedri combining that midfield, Chiesa at right wing, Patrick Schick at number nine and Sterling being the left winger. Actually, Kamau is actually hurling insults at me, man. It's so pissed that Kante is not in this squad. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but I think I think I think um, we'll quickly say our standout events of the tournament and wrap up the podcast. It has been um, too long. We need to go and sleep now. Um, yeah, I'll, I think we'll start with with Linus, man. What has been your standout event of the tournament? Like, what actually made this tournament so memorable? We got this question from Derek. Um, his name is actually you can follow him on Instagram. His name is Deruto. He's an artist. He's a rapper. He actually um, released a, a, a song recently um, called Hijajipa. So you can check that on YouTube. Um, Linus, what are, what actually made this tournament so memorable for you? Uh, well, I'll have to think of, again, I'll, I'll go back to that Patrick Schick goal, uh, uh, Stana. Mm, having this tournament in front of fans, you know, I, for a moment I'd forgotten what it felt like to have that many fans in such a stadium. I especially, I think it was in the Puskas Arena, which had, you know, had, had a capacity of 60,000 and, you know, the atmosphere. That, that would be memorable, especially coming up, you know, after a long period of silent stadiums where you just hear players shouting and yelling at each other. Uh, mm-hmm. That, that. But I think for me, uh, the best moment was when Scottish fans were singing to Declan Rice that you're just a shite Billy Gilmore. That, that made it for me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a vile. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, that, that's a vile, man. Um, um, I think um, it's going to be a very memorable tournament. Um, I think we'll remember this for years and years. Obviously, being special that um, the the first Euro is actually to be held. I think one of the first to be held in a, in an odd year. Obviously, 2021, not 2020. Marsh, um, what has been your standout event of the tournament? Um, uh, what I wouldn't forget is the the, the Ericsson incident. That really. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, that really made me tensed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, my best was the Damsgard goal, man. <laughs> I will never, I will never forget that free kick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, the, it, yeah. And, the, and the and the and although they they were knocked out, the Denmark comeback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those three. Yeah. Um. Me for me, I think the standout event. Um, of the tournament, um, that chic goal. Um, I think I think Linus mentioned it uh, before. That chic goal against Scotland was was mad. Um, out of out of this world. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if it won goal of the tournament, but it should have won the tournament. I think Goliath actually wanted us to do a goal a goal of the tournament. I think Linus, you're also familiar with Goliath as well, Victor. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, man. I think Linus. Uh, I think Linus is familiar with Goliath. Um, Goliath wanted us to do a goal of the a goals um, section, but I think that that is a is a goal that I remember forever. Um, also, like Mas just mentioned, um, Ericsson's um, situation. I um, mean, in, in Denmark, Copenhagen. Um, 
that obviously that that's um, that's memorable but actually the most memorable part of it is how the football world actually came together obviously england just fucked it up last night um by destroying the football world but like um it was it was so beautiful man obviously the finland um players shouting christian the denmark sh- players the denmark fans um actually shouting ericsson uh, it was nice to see i think um that's what i'll, I'll leave this tournament thinking of that's been an incredible tournament man and um obviously we have covered it for you guys man so diligently um it's close to one and a half hours man i hope you guys actually um get to to hear thank you for listening man um do you guys have anything left to say before we actually wrap this up we started this podcast i think we were five i think so uh but we had three i think we lost nyasende and k i think they went to bed that's very rude um Linus, man, what um what do you think um of the of, of the tournament as a whole? Um, do you have any parting shots? Yeah, my parting shot is there can only be one goat, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my goat lifted the Copa America. So you know, over to you, over to you, Christian Ronaldo fans. <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh, I, I had I had Messi winning the Copa, so don't be. Uh, no one should come at me like I I actually had wanted Messi to lose it. I had mm-hmm. from the the beginning. I had Messi winning the Copa. I knew this was his year. Um, this is how good a predictor I am. So Marsh and Linus, you guys need to chill, man. Mm-hmm. I had Messi winning the Copa America this year. Who did? Yeah, but but only, who, who did? Who did not? You know, <laughs> he just, he just to win who this did? four times before he has failed. The fifth. So I'm I'm glad for him. Anybody who was against Messi winning the Copa man was just <laughs> really needs to rethink about his support of football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ba- yeah. Basically, they're not a football fan, man. I, I I think I don't think you can you can love football and hate Messi at the same time. It's impossible. Um, from from your Christian Ronaldo fans, you, you can love football and hate Messi at the same time. <laughs> I, I I have no beef with Messi. I actually love Messi. He's my is actually he's not my second favorite player, but he's actually in my list the, my second best player in the world. Okay, but this has been fun. <laughs> Man, I, I, oh, I I hope uh, the Premier League is starting in three weeks. Is it three weeks? Um, slightly over four because it's it's slightly twenty something days to the to the Premier League. I can't I can't wait to do this again. Mm-hmm. The Premier League. This has been fun. Thank you to our fans, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, the road to hundred thousand plays, man. Obviously, <laughs> Linus. We are still trying to get Linus on the socials, man. Even Obviously, even even even. By the way, shout out to Malcolm Garland. That that guy does not know anything about football, but he reports. <laughs> Yeah, man. Hello, man. man. <laughs> shout out to that guy. <laughs> yeah, shout out to for, for the support, man. The support is real out here, man. Yeah, man. We appreciate every every single um share, man. Every single yeah. share of the tweeters, every single every single retweet on Twitter. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Third World Pod. Follow me on Twitter at Pablo Iconero. Follow Marsh on Twitter at Marsh underscore Manuel. Follow him on Instagram at Marsh.Manuel. Try basically share the podcast so that you can get to 100,000 plays. Um, that's the amount of plays that will actually get Linus to join social media. Um, basically share the podcast, man. Sub- subscribe. 
Um, for those of you that can support the pod, we have a listener support equipment who can support as little as a dollar. But, um, um, yeah, that, that's basically everything from us, man. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see you guys later, guys. Say bye, man. It's it's eleven. It's eleven p.m. So good night to you know. <laughs> yeah, Marsh. Yeah, good goodbye and good night from your predictor guru. Yeah, yeah. Good night to all Cristiano Ronaldo fans, man. Um, so well, man. We actually have two international trophies, so that so that should make a place. <laughs> show off. Yeah, but show off. Congratulations. Yeah, good night. See you guys later.